Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris and, uh, well, this morning, we're going to talk about GIVE, an acronym that I, I think is really powerful and it's easy to remember. Um, as you know, uh, gratitude, presence, certainty and love, they are, that's an easy one to recite, but GIVE, gratitude, inspiration, vision and enthusiasm is the mindset for a winner. Now, you might not like the language winner, but in life, you get to realize a few things. Firstly, it's competitive, and the world is a competitive place, and you need to own that. Secondly, your mindset determines everything. Uh, if you have a crappy mindset, uh, that is going to determine every outcome, every interaction, and every relationship you have. And the mindset that you have has been accumulated, I think, over the course of your life. And it's from time to time, I think it's really important to check in and make sure that that mindset is appropriate. Uh, there are many training or f facilities for us to learn what is a good mindset. Um, you can read a book on Buddhism and there'll be a mindset in there of non-violence. You can read a book on Christianity and there'll be a mindset in there. There'll be a, um, there'll be a mindset of sport, uh, how to be a successful hero in sport. There'll be a mindset in business if you want to have resilience and all these things. And everybody compartmentalizes the whole concept of mindset. I'm not a big fan of all that, um, primarily because the singular, singular focus of mindset to me is consciousness. If your mindset goes, if your mindset goes up, but your consciousness goes down, I don't necessarily think you've achieved everything you set out to achieve. You might feel more able to do chin-ups at the gym. You might feel more capable of being. Uh, in a yoga room at peace, or you might feel more capable of romance with your partner. But if the mindset went up, <clears throat> but the consciousness went down, that comes at a really high cost because the higher your consciousness, the more your heart opens. And the more your heart opens in life, the more life becomes valuable. And I think value of life is far a far greater reward for working on yourself than just your mindset and a victory in one of the seven areas of life. The other part about mindset that's really important to understand is that what might be a great mindset in work, very rarely does, does a, a teacher in the workplace or a book about you know, winning mindsets in uh, Steve Jobs' life or whatever it is. When they talk about leadership, very rarely do they say, which is the, which they need to say, don't do this at home. As an example for this, some pe they might say it, it set goals or be resilient or uh, um, en engage, be a good leader. But if you do those things in your home, you're going to be the worst parent, the worst partner, the worst leader, the worst family member. And so 
when you take consciousness, human consciousness, away from the idea of developing a great mindset, uh, you can listen to all the videos uh, and YouTubes on, uh, on the YouTube channel about mindset, all the heroes who run thousands of kilometers and can climb mountains. And they, they don't say, don't do this at home, or they do say, do this at home, but they don't say, don't do that at work. And if you take the same mindset that they're preaching to work, you'll be a failure. And if you take the same mindset that they teach you at work and do it at home, you'll be a failure. And I don't think that it's a, it's, it's a wise thing to do to become so unconscious that we don't, in a way, don't care about the consequences of mindset. And it's very easy, very, very easy to come up with the idea of having a great mindset in one area of life and not being able to sustain it in another. You can hear a car just starting out in front of my house, which is nice. The neighbors are going to work. So give gratitude, inspiration, vision, and enthusiasm is a mindset. It's a mindset that honors consciousness. It's a mindset that feeds uh, the idea of success. It's a mindset that respects competitive uh, the competitive nature of life at work and at home and everywhere you go, that you are always in a competitive world. It's a mindset that helps you become the best of yourself in all seven areas of life. And so it respects consciousness. Let's talk about the quick, the quick steps of give. Firstly, gratitude. Now, most people respect the idea that gratitude is important. If you look at the consciousness cone that I've sent you many times before, starts with got to, ends with love to. And everybody on that consciousness cone, no matter who they are, is aspiring to be grateful because the lowest level of the consciousness cone is looking for pleasure over pain and when they get pleasure, what are they? They're grateful. The people in the lower levels of the consciousness cone, but above the, the bottom, in the should or the need to, are also aspiring to gratitude, but they want to feel, they'll feel grateful only if they're right, only if they get it right. So now we've, we're recognizing that gratitude is an ambition of every human being. The problem can come, and this is what we have to be very careful about, the problem can come if we're only grateful for pleasure, we're not grateful for pain, and we're only grateful for being right, we're not grateful for being wrong, and then we start pursuing pleasure and pursuing being right and avoiding the pain and avoiding being wrong and when we start pursuing these things we introduce what the buddhism and the christianity calls as massive suffering because we're actually aspiring to half we're 
running away from not only half of life, we're running away from half of ourselves because there is going to be pain. I can guarantee you that. That is a fait accompli because why? In a conscious life, you know you evolve at the border of order and chaos. And the definition of chaos, if you want to give it its most cruel and honest definition, the definition of chaos is pain, suffering, discomfort, wrong, accidents, mistakes, errors, failure. So it's really, really important to recognize that there is no choice. We are going to face challenge, um, whether it's called a stress, anxiety, or frustration, or uh, you know, a, a confrontation. We are going to face it. And running away from it, which is the level of unconsciousness, in order to try and find pleasure or righteousness, um, and for which we are grateful, means that half the time, half the time, we are not following vision, not following purpose, not doing what we love, not doing what we were born to do. What we're doing is running away. Running away from people we don't like, running away from circumstances we don't like, running away from discomfort we don't like, running. And that running comes at a massive, massive cost. Let's just try to kill a mosquito. <laughs> it's so big that I couldn't kill it. I hit it twice. Oh. Pleasure and pain. So conscious growth is very different to what what is promoted on YouTube and the uh, and books and uh, what have you because most of those books and most of the YouTube is appealing to to people who don't care about consciousness and therefore don't care about the consequences of half life consequences of half choices so gratitude is the first step and it's not gratitude for just the things that are pleasurable gratitude it, it is includes that but it's not just that so that's the first step and i think this needs to be really clear in your mind can i be grateful for all of life you read the news and you go i don't want to read bad news i don't want to read negative information can you be grateful for negative information can you be grateful for the people you don't necessarily enjoy at work can you be grateful if you can't you're running and if you're running you're not being truthful and if you're running you can't live your vision because your vision will become running away from the discomforts of life so that's the first thing inspiration is the second step give gi inspiration is the second part of mindset now it's a lot of confusion about inspiration what is inspiration put in classic language inspiration is the inner voice being louder than the outer voice now that sounds really a bit hairy fairy but if we were to put that in everyday language it's the difference between motivation, which is externally driven triggers, externally driven triggers. So in other words, if I dangle, if you say, I want more money, that's a motivation uh, because there's more of it. 
and you want to run towards it and that will make you go. Uh, I want to run faster. That's a motivation because it makes you go towards something. It's, it's saying, I've got something, but I want something. And what I want is more important than what I've got. That's motivation. In order to do that, you have to have an emotion, a judgment. The judgment is what I've got is not adequate. What I want will be adequate. So it triggers the emotion of expectation. It triggers the emotion of pleasure when I arrive there. It triggers the emotion of gratitude uh, when, I, when I get something. And this idea of motivating people by dangle or motivating ourselves to go to the gym, when I, get, when I lose weight, when I look better, when I do so many push-ups, when I can run faster, when we motivate ourselves, it's got a, it's got a benefit because it drives a huge amount of our lower consciousness, our got-tos and our shoulds, our adrenalines and our uh, drive hard. But the thing is, it's very, very unsustainable. Because after a while you go, when I, when I, when I, when I, when I, when I, and you do two push-ups and you, when I do two, I want to do three. I want to do four. And the habit becomes motivating. So the habit of not having what you got or loving what you've got, the habit of wanting what you haven't got becomes one of continual and unbridled um, dissatisfaction. That dissatisfaction, of course, is discomfort. And then it goes to, you start, we start looking at everything through the eyes of a person who can improve it. I can make this better. I can make that relationship better. I can make this house better. I can make this car better. I can make these things. And it automatically breeds disrespect for what we've got. Inspiration is respect for what we've got. So, if you're inspired, you go, I love this table. I love this coffee. I love this chair. I love this sore foot. I love this beach. I love this place. And we start talking much more about how much the present is perfect, including ourselves, and it can't be changed. And from that place, we go to work. Now, you can't have, motivation is a vision because it drives you towards something and action all built into one. But when we split that out and we say, I'm gonna split motivation into two points. One, I'm gonna split out the part that denies the present is perfect. So that part of it is gonna come out of motivation and I'm gonna call that inspiration. The part that makes me want something I'm going to split that out too and call it a vision. Unless you split them, you have to have them in one package called motivation. But if you split them into inspiration and vision, what you can have is gratitude for what you've got. Massive, massive gratitude for what you've got. Remember, gratitude, inspiration. Inspiration is the inner voice speaks louder than the outer. The outer voice always wants, 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 wants. Never happy, never happy, never happy. Emotion, emotion, emotion. They're the outer voices. And when you listen to your own outer voices, you've got to listen to other people's outer voices. There's no separating them. So emotions drive people with motivation. You split them 
and you say, okay, I'm going to have inspiration, which is the love of what I've got, the, the absolute uh, celebration of things as they are right now. Gratitude for it, thankful for it, got it. But then I need to have a very clear vision because now I'm not driven by the dangling carrot and the discomfort with what I've got, the judgment between where I am and where I want to be. That, then you can have a clear vision. And that vision is not built on running away from, chasing rainbows or trying to find pleasure. It's built on what, do I, what, what am I inspired to create? The last step, vision, insp uh, gratitude, inspiration, vision, and the last step to finish off this podcast is enthusiasm. I think enthusiasm is another word for passion or another word for drive and it's the enthusiasm aspect of all this that I, I really do believe is the benchmark as to whether your gratitude inspiration and vision are clear because I, I really do feel that enthusiasm is automatic when our heart goes out of something enthusiasm goes out of it and therefore you can say enthusiasm is a really really good measure as to whether your heart is involved in what you're doing and ultimately I think this that is the richness and the fullness and the value of life am I enthusiastic for what I'm doing right here right now this is Chris you have a beautiful day bye for now